Good morning, my lovely listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Mind Body Musings podcast. This is episode 186, where I'm going to be doing something slightly different today. I'm going to be using a Facebook Live I did recently. I'm putting it now on the podcast. I have a Mind Body Musings podcast tribe group in Facebook, which I go live in at least once a week. And I did a uh, I did a Facebook Live on connection versus attachment because this is a theme that is so present in my own life right now. This theme of becoming connected to everything and leaving behind my ways of attachment, whether it is attaching to how I believe I am supposed to live my life, meaning what kind of career I'm supposed to have, how I want people to see me, who I'm supposed to date, being attached to a moment, right? Have you ever been so in a moment where you were just so obsessed with this moment happening, you loved it, you never wanted it to end, and you were so attached to the moment that you weren't even present. You were so fearful that this moment wouldn't be forever that you weren't even present throughout it to enjoy it. You were in the future or you were in the past, but you weren't there in the present, right? That is called attachment. There are so many different forms of attachment. I'm going to go over all of them today in the podcast and go all about connection and why connection is such a beautiful way to live your life and how you can do that regardless of whether you are married, single, you are young, you are older. Connection is available for anyone at any moment by yourself or in the presence of others. No matter where you are or who you're with or who you're not with, connection is available to you. So we'll get all into that today. I'm so excited about this. So you know, this was Facebook Live, so the audio is not going to be my prime podcast sounding audio. It's going to be a little bit more spacious sounding. So this isn't going to be every week. This is just this one time, but I really wanted to share this Facebook Live that I did. Now, if you want to be a part of these Facebook Lives when they actually happen, it's not going to be routine that I'm going to be putting these Facebook Lives on the podcast. So there's already been three other ones that are not going to make an appearance on the show so if you want to listen to those and you want to catch future lives you can ask questions with me while I'm in the group then you can go over to the mind body music podcast tribe group in Facebook click join I will say yes and then you can join these Facebook lives or rewatch the old ones I would love to have you in that group I will also have a link to that in the show notes for this episode All right, what do I have to share today? Um, Let's see, there's going to be a graphic. I made a graphic all about connection versus attachment for you to download. The only thing is you have to go to the show notes for this episode in order to grab it. So if you listen to this episode and you love it and you're like, man, I want to focus on connection. I want to focus on where I'm attaching to things in my life and I want to know the difference. You can get this graphic by going to mattymoon.com slash connection versus attachment connection dash versus attachment this is episode 186 as i said all of the podcasts are in the podcast archive section of my website so anytime you want to find an episode just google Matty moon and the title of the episode and you'll find it and then you can download this graphic on that page it will only be on that page you can get it anytime so even if you're listening to this episode in 2019 or at the very end of 2020 whatever it may be that connection versus attachment graphic will be there and you can grab it you can download it you can put it as your desktop on your computer or you can print it out you can put it in your journal but If you're anything like me and you're really trying to focus on leaving this mindset of attachment 
and creating an abundance of connection with people in your life, no matter if you're talking to the barista at the coffee store or you're talking to someone about crafts at Hobby Lobby. If you want to learn how to feel more connected and less lonely in this world full of billions of people, connection is where it's at. So get that graphic if you're interested and more. If you're not, no worries. Don't need to get it. And it's just a bonus. So I hope you enjoy that. Um, last but not least, I, if you've been following me on Instagram, you've been watching my Instagram stories. I spent all weekend in St. Pete, Florida at Acro, this Acrogasm. It, that's what it's called. It's an acrobatic acro yoga festival where we learn all these crazy tricks. It's been so much fun. On the way home, I wanted to get an audio book to enjoy and I just randomly chose one. I had listened to this woman named Jessie Klein do a story on the Moth podcast and I loved it. I loved her ability to storytell. Normally, I really love to read self-help books, so like actual physical hard copy so I can highlight and write notes and go back and use it for referencing, but memoirs I find pretty fun to listen to on audiobook especially. And Jesse Klein, this person who I had heard earlier on the Moth podcast, I just randomly, I didn't even look for it, but I randomly saw she has a book called uh, You'll Grow Out of It that was available on Audible. And I downloaded it. And I've got to tell you, this is one of the best memoirs I've ever listened to, ever read. It is hilarious because she's a comedian. And what she does, I find, is so important. Being able to bring to surface these experiences in our day-to-day life that are rather embarrassing that we don't want to admit and a lot of speakers out there aren't admitting how they have lowered their standards in dating once or twice or how they have worn an atrocious outfit a few times thinking it's gorgeous and beautiful and insecurities and I think that her along with Amy Schumer they do a really good way of highlighting these things and and playing with them not making fun of themselves necessarily but playing with them and in pursuit of that showing the ridiculousness of the standards for women so if you are interested in this and 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 I the reason why I decided to put this at the intro of this podcast is because we talk a lot about attachment I talk a lot about attachment in this episode today And many times if we become attached to something, we lower our standards because we're doing everything we possibly can to make it work out. We don't want to quit. We don't want to be seen as a failure. We're so attached to this idea of completion or finality that we get rid of our standards to make sure that everything is safe, everything is the same, everything is fine. And this uh, author, Jesse Klein, talks a lot about this in her own life, of course, in a very funny, lighthearted way. So if you want to make a really good pair, listen to this episode and then go get on Audible. Um, You'll grow out of it. I don't think you'll be disappointed. If you are, I am very sorry. I find it to be hilarious. So I will have a uh, link to my Audible, uh, my Audible link on the show notes for this episode. Again, 186. And if you have not used Audible before, you can sign up there and get a free book. So make that your free book. You get a free 30-day trial using my link. So it's audibletrial.com slash mindbodymusings. You can remember that anytime in the future if you want to sign up for Audible, even if you've already used your free 30-day trial. And that's all I have to share today. Don't forget to grab your uh, graphic for connection versus attachment if you are interested in it. If you're driving, don't do it now. Maybe just make a mental note to check later on my maddiemoon.com site. That's all I have to share today. Let's head on over. Thank you. 
You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Maddie Moon. Hello. I'm trying to bear with me as I try to get this phone to stand up on its own. Stay. Sorry, guys. No one's on yet anyways. It doesn't matter. Talking to myself. Apologizing to myself. Okay. I don't think this is going to work. Guess. Oh, nope. I'm just going to take out my charger because that's the responsible thing to do. There we go. Cool. Hi, everyone. I want to wait until there is someone because no one's on yet. Uh, if I wait a few moments, maybe some of y'all will pop on. You'll say hi and let me know that you can hear me all right because I would love to know. With a hiya or a thumbs up, if you can hear me, okay. Before I get into the heart of this topic today. In the meantime, I'm just going to twiddle my thumbs here. And think about what I'm going to be talking about today, which is all, oh, it's like all about one of my favorite topics right now, which is connection versus attachment. Oh, hey. Someone's on. Someone's watching. This is exciting. If you can hear me, okay, it would be awesome if you said yes or hello. Let me know that you can hear me before I go into this because I know last time I had some issues with the sound a little bit. So that would be awesome if you can just say you can hear me all right. Where are the comments? Oh, cool. Thanks, Ashley. Okay, nice. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and get started. Thanks, everyone who hops on, who watches these. I know this is kind of an awkward time. It's midday, and many of you have nine to fives, which is why you watch this later. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that all of this records the way it should, unlike last week, where for some reason it was recording half of it and the other half got cut off. Thank you, Facebook, very much. But today we're talking about connection versus attachment. And the word of the year for me, it was more like the word starting six months into 2017 and will continue into 2018 for me is connection. Because I have struggled with attachment most of my life. And that's not to say it's because I had abandonment issues growing up as a kid, 
But I have experienced a lot of abandonment and love. And from my parents, I received love. But from people outside of my immediate family, there was a lot of pushing and pulling, so to say. I haven't had all too many experiences of what I hear about love from relationship experts or um, people in my life who have been married for 35 years, 40 years. It's so beautiful. But there's not so much of this push and pull dynamic. I've talked about this before. I talked about this, I think, last week, and I know I've talked about it on the podcast quite a few times. But the roller coaster ride of emotions in relationships is what many people think that's what love is or that's what passion is. It's the pushing and the pulling, someone bringing you closer and then someone pushing you out. And I became very addicted to this sensation of being pulled in from someone, wanted, desired, needed, and then shoved out. So that's why I would find myself in relationships with very avoidant people, people who didn't really know what they wanted and they were always seeking perfection because that made me feel safe for some crazy reason. Um, So today I want to talk about how you can end up in situations like that if you live your relationships and your lifestyle from a place of attachment rather than connection. I'm gonna go over the differences between the two. So one of the first things I want to share is a spiritual experience that I had with um, connection recently. And I haven't talked about this anywhere, so this will be the first time I talk about it in this nice little group. Um, But it was at my retreat. It was at my Feminine Surrender Retreat, which if you're interested in coming, let me know. I would be happy to give you information about the one coming up in the spring. But there was one ceremony that we had. We had a ceremony the um, second night. And I brought this woman in who creates these pieces of jewelry. And if you look, if you watch my Instagram stories, you'll see that this, this is always on as well as this tiny, tiny little gem right here. These don't come off, they stay on. So they're called um, Intention Gems. Her company is called Sankalpa. Sankalpa, it is a, a Sanskrit word. But what she does is she creates these pieces of jewelry that represent intentions and you set intentions with the jewelry. And it's one of those necklaces that stays on forever and when it falls off, your intention has come true. And these necklaces generally stay on anywhere from eight months to 12 months because intentions take a really long time to integrate into your lifestyle, to become a part of you. So she makes sure that these pieces of jewelry stay on for quite a while so that you can consistently remind yourself and practice your intention. And for our tribe, for our group, she doesn't do this for everyone, but for the Feminine Surrender Retreat, she came in with her crystal sound bowls and she did a very healing experience where before we even picked our pieces of jewelry, we all sat in a circle, we wore white because white means you're not taking on the emotions of others. We laid down on our backs heads inside the circle pointing out. We just relaxed and laid down. We listened to her doing this incredible crystal healing sound guided meditation, I guess you could say. But it was a lot more than that. I mean, we were all crying. (laughs) Normally, I'm not crying at my own retreats, but it was that intensive experience where I felt like I was having this surreal moment listening to this crystal sound bowl with the music she was playing and the words she was saying, and it put me into this super meditative state. 
And something about the music she was playing, the music sounded like I was underwater. It was this very, like, rich, watery sound to me, which is perfect and kind of ironic because the entire retreat was all about learning to be like a river and go with the flow and be in your feminine essence. I won't go into that right now, but this, I felt like I was in water in an ocean, but it wasn't like, ah, I'm surfing. I'm high on life. This is amazing. I thought I was dying. I was actually dying in this meditation. Like it, you know, whenever you watch, um, movies and a person's like drowning and like Titanic or whatever and they're falling down and you just see the top of them like reaching their hand up and they're like Wah! and they just get darker and darker and deeper and deeper until they're like completely gone. I had that experience in this meditation. I was like going deeper into the ocean and I was drowning and it wasn't all bad. It sounds very bad but in the same way that you hear when people drown or die, their life flashes before their eyes, I had that moment in my meditation. I thought I was dying and my my life kind of went in front of me because I was so in this, except it wasn't just my life, it was my love life, which is super vulnerable for me to say. If you listen to the podcast episode I did with um, we are soul sparks. <clears throat> Kristen Lore, we talk about our vulnerabilities of what we share. And one of the things for me that's challenging to share is relationships because mine are like this all the time. And I, it comes up for me a lot though. The topic of love is something that is very vulnerable for me. Romantic love, friendship, love, love it all about it. Like that's easier to navigate, but romantic love, I think for everyone, no matter if you're a relationship expert or whatever, they're hard work. And it's something that I talk about a lot and I think about a lot. And so it's no, no surprise to me that when I was having this experience, my love life flashed before my eyes. And what I came to the conclusion when I was closing my eyes, drowning slash dying, and watching my love life flash before my eyes, I realized that, oh, if I was dying for real, like if I was really dying right now, I would have never experienced this true version of love that I see all these other people have. Couples, married people, people with families. I will never have allowed myself to experience that. And it wasn't so much about the family aspect. It was actually more about, I would never allow myself to feel what that love is like. I haven't allowed myself to feel what that kind of love is like because I've been so attached to a different kind of love. The kind of love that I've had myself attached to for so long was love has got to look like this. It's got to look like um, two people who have everything together and if they don't have everything together then it's not really worth going after or love is about blah blah blah. Love is about this and this and this and this and this. And so I know I'm kind of all over the place right now but I'll tie things in together. So when I had this experience, it wasn't so much that I was saying, okay, now I'm determined to go find this other kind of love. This real kind of love is the love I'm going to end. I'm going to wrap out this meditation. I'm going to go after and I, I know and understand what relationship romantic love is supposed to be. That's not what I had. In fact, what I realized was I, I actually accepted the fact that it's possible I won't have romantic love that lasts a lifetime or get married or have a family or any of that. Whoa, 
And the reason why I accepted that in that moment was because I'm allowed to have connected love with anyone I want. And it doesn't have to be romantic because there's a third kind of love. I was so attached to romantic love and surface level friendship love that I didn't even think that there was potentially another kind of love that would give me even more fulfillment, marriage or not, committed or not. And that's this form of unconditional connection where I let go of my attachments and I allow myself to be friends or in love with anyone in the world. Because I, I don't need anything from them to be able to have that experience. And so I realized, and, and a lot of this, to be honest with you guys, you might be sick of me talking about this. I've experienced a lot of this through acro yoga and, and, and getting upside down and doing acrobatic trips and, and playing with people who I just met and them picking me up and supporting me and then us communicating and talking through things and holding hands and moving our bodies around and twisting and turning and being like intertwined with a stranger. It's taught me a lot about connection. It's been a physical experience of connecting with people without having the background and the story and the coffee dates. Immediate connection with someone I just met by our bodies touching and trusting. And that's been so incredible for me and so powerful for me that the transformation I've experienced through the art of acro is life-changing. And I get to speak to the, the founder of Acro Yoga tomorrow for the podcast, so... The conversation around acro yoga is not going anywhere. But regardless of that, whether or not you do acro yoga or you're playing with strangers and, and picking them up or letting them pick you up, you can have this experience of connection now with or without a ring on your finger, with or without a best friend necklace. You're allowed to, to create true authentic connection when you get more in here and you get out of here. I don't know about y'all, but a lot of times when I'm going to, uh, not anymore, I mean, I'm sure this still pops up sometimes, but when I used to go to parties or I used to go to events, I'd immediately, like, have my, like, flirting cap on. Like, who am I going to flirt with? Whose number am I going to get? How many people's number am I going to get? Am I going to go on a date this weekend? I don't know. i got to find myself a man. And I was so distracted and I was so focused on this one kind of love, this one kind of love I need to have. I'm raised in the, I was raised in the South, by the way, so it's probably different all over the place, but being raised by a very conservative conservative Baptist family in the South. Um, I was told about marriage and my Prince Charming since I was like four years old and that my career was going to be a lovely housewife who was beautiful. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that at all, of course, but being told that since I was young, it's no surprise that I was craving like marriage and a relationship and all these things so quickly and I was getting so frustrated. It wasn't happening. I'll be 27 next year. And whenever I was tw 21, I was like, Oh my God, where's my man? Where's my ring? And it was so entirely debilitating from creating any sort of real connection with people. And it's not like I want to go out and create this intense connection, this soul connection with everyone in the world that would be draining of my energy. But there's another kind of, of love, and I like to refer this to as agape love. Agape love is like godly love. It's unconditional godly love. And you can have this sort of love for people and it goes beyond friendship it's it is friendship but it's like deep seeing and understanding and connecting with people and in, in order to do that to get to the pathway of true connection with people go, being able to go to a party and just 
meet people and enjoy people and hear about their passions and interests and maybe want to meet them for coffee and have no motives of turning them into this person that you think you need to have in your life in order to just show up for them. You gotta let go of the attachments. The attachment could be Attachments can come in a lot of different shapes and forms. One kind of attachment could be that you need to be married by the age of 25, that you're supposed to be married. If you have this attachment in your mind, of course, everyone you meet, you're going to try to turn into that person because your goal, you're so like laser focused on this and there's nothing wrong with wanting to have a marriage and want to have, have a relationship. I highly recommend you get the book Calling in the One if you're interested in having a relationship, a marriage, what, whatever kind of partnership you're looking for. I recommend... Sorry, I keep moving this phone. I just like holding it when I'm talking. I recommend that you check out Calling in the One uh, if you are interested in that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to create a beautiful, connected partnership. I know I do for sure. But I've also been able, I've, I've been able to desire this goal while letting go of expectations because I'm content with it not happening also. Because even if it doesn't happen, it doesn't take anything away from me because I can still connect with people on a different level throughout my lifetime and I don't even have tomorrow guaranteed. So connection is really, it really calls you to be present. And y'all know I love to talk about the feminine and the masculine. Presence is a very masculine quality within yourself. Um, it's about being able to be in life and life be busy and have goals and have dreams and have desires but remain present in this moment, in this day, in this conversation. Right now, I've got so many things going on in my life, but I'm so present with you guys. I'm focused on you. I'm present on this Facebook Live. I'm allowed to have my goals, I'm allowed to have my dreams, but I'm focused and I'm present in this moment. And connection is what creates that. Connection is what allows you to get curious about situations. I have ended up in a lot of relationships in my life that were not necessarily meant to be, but I was so attached, addicted, obsessed with the idea of something that I refused to look at the red flags and the warning signs and the places I wasn't growing and needed to grow in order to show up as the woman I need to show up in order to have a partnership. I was just so attached so attached to the way I thought things were supposed to be. And, and the way that I see God, uh, the universe, the divine, um, looking down at me as I'm doing this, I picture God being like, oh, this is so cute. Like, she thinks this is going to happen like this. That's so cute. Because it's totally going to happen like this. And it's going to be crazy. And it's going to blindside her. And it's going to take her away on this crazy journey. I really hope she's present for it. Because it's going to be good. But if she's like, she's fighting for that, you know. She'll miss out on the thing I have planned for her. And so allowing myself to let go of attachments, of attaching of who I'm supposed to be, what my label is, who I'm supposed to date, who I'm supposed to marry, what kind of children I want to have one day, where do I live, what kind of relationship do I have my, with my parents, how delicious is the coffee going to be the barista gives me this morning. Like, I unattach. I want to show up. I want to be here for life, and I want to play and interact with life. Life has its own rhythm. I have my own rhythm. I want to synchronize together, but it requires presence. It requires seeing what's happening in the dynamics of a relationship to get curious about if this could be a partnership I'd even want. If I'm already thinking, oh, my God, this, might, this man has a job. He's got a, like a really good job. He lives in an apartment like this, and he's got friends and his family. 
That's really big and really close. Check, 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 check. But let's just say this person is super like uh, messy and, and dismissive of my needs and not kind to people. But I'm so focused on all these things that he checks off on his list, all the things, things, rather than the feelings I feel with this person. And I'm so attached to the way I think a relationship is supposed to go. I'm not going to have worthiness in this situation. That's really what it comes down to. A lot of this stuff is about worthiness. What isn't about worthiness though, right? This is about worthiness because if I'm, if I don't think that I'm worthy of feeling good in a relationship and it all boils down to the, do they have the job and this and this and all these things I think I need? If I don't think I'm worthy of those things that I desire and real authentic love with someone who sticks around and is there for me in the hard times, yeah, I'm going to settle. I'm going to attach and then I'm going to be codependent. Keep getting washed out here. I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm fading. Ah, there we go. Maybe it's just on my screen. Um, then I'm going to become codependent. Then I'm going to need this person to validate me. And then when this person doesn't show up as love and light and make space for me, I'm going to blame someone. I'm going to blame him or I'm going to blame me and I'm going to create resentment. I'm going to feel shameful for choosing someone that doesn't love me, but then I'm going to convince myself that I'm just not. I'm just being a needy woman. He really does love me, and I should see that. No. You know when you're loved. You know when you're loved. But if you're attached to something, even if you don't receive the love you know deep, 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 deep down you deserve, you'll settle for that. Because you, you might as well choose your attachments. They make you feel safe, right? So I want to talk a little bit, and that was sarcastic. Don't choose your attachments. Choose connection. <laughs> I should probably end with that and let y'all know that that's what I was talking about. Okay, so I want to talk about the differences then between connection and attachment. And I have my little notes here if I look down. Attachment is expectation focused. Attachment is I expect I'm going to be a mother by 30. Attachment is, I expect this person to show up in this particular way. Attachment is, this is the way life needs to go. I need to go. The label people need to have about me. This is it. This is the only way. There's no other doors that are going to open in my life. This is the door. This is the door I'm walking through. Whereas connection is presence focused. It's, I'm in this moment. What does this moment have to show me? What does this relationship have to teach me? A, a, a little thing about this um, that I find challenging, and I'm not going to pretend like I've got all this down, but um, I struggle myself with finality and permanence. And I think a lot of this, I won't go into this, but I, I think a lot of this originates from the Christian faith I was raised in of living here on earth so you can get to heaven. And so a lot, it's just this forever ending, ever, and I mean, for ne never ending, wow, never ending relationship and, and place you go to and you live and it's heaven forever, never, 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 ever, ever, never stops. And uh, applying that to this world has been challenging for me. And applying, and, and when you think about relationships also, we celebrate uh, length of relationships, not necessarily quality, right? We say, oh my God, they've been married for 35 years, 65 years, 75 years, and we praise, praise, praise the length. But no one ever asks, how is the marriage going? 
So a lot of people stay together simply because they feel like a failure if they don't reach a certain amount of years and so they end up suffering in relationships with people who don't love them and they don't love for appearance sake and for attachment sake. Relationships take work. I get that. They take work no matter what. So if you're in a relationship that has taken a lot of work and you've gotten to 35 years, I commend you. I also commend you though for working on the quality, assuming that's the case, that you weren't, you weren't just in this relationship only for the length of time. I'm not, I'm not saying anything about this is good or bad, by the way. I'm not saying this should be judged. This is better. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that in our world, we do tend to recognize length over quality. Length is great if you're doing it and you're fighting for love and you're staying together because it's beautiful and you want to work through it. I love that. I think that's so inspiring. Also, though, we should not neglect the quality of a relationship because that's how you stay connected. If you only go for a length of time, you stay attached. If you go for connection, you stay together and you love it and you enjoy it and you get through the hard times. So I, I don't want to just completely drop that religious bomb and then walk away from it because I noticed I was about to do that. But uh, I don't have too much I want to share on this, but I just I wanted to include that to, to give you all some insight into why I personally think I struggle with not attaching to things. I attach to things because with the way I feel I was raised, it was easy to do so. I, I got to put this label on myself. I was taught a lot of the time that I don't need to be unique or have, um, I don't need to have, uh, I don't need to feel too inclined to be different or special in this world because my identity is in God. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But I think that that was a label that I, in some sense, attached to. I attached to the Christian label because that gave me self-worth. And I attached to the idea of heaven because that gave me a reason to live and a reason to to go to church. I only went to church because I thought that would get me into heaven. And, and I uh, maybe another time I'll talk about this. But that's just one of the ways that I think I've struggled with impermanence is because I was raised in a way where there was so much permanence. And my parents are still together. And they, they, have, they have been in this relationship for me and my sister and for each other and watching them stay together and then watching, um, listening to a lot of the different dialogue around continuing things. And if you don't continue them, then uh, you're a quitter. Not to say that my parents necessarily did that, but I did have a lot of, maybe maybe they did, I don't know. I don't really remember. I'm not really thinking about it. But I do know there was a lot of hardship around that, hence the perfectionism. Hence that huge, huge message about perfectionism I have in my business because there was like this idea that if I quit being a bodybuilder, I'm a failure and I'm not seen as perfect and amazing and strong and all the people that watch me. And so I myself have really struggled with impermanence, allowing things to come and go into my life. And, and that's why there's so many times I, maybe you, have ended up in relationships clinging on to someone that wasn't right for you because if you let go, then you're a failure. If you let go, then is there going to be something that's better that comes along? That scarcity mindset? So attachment is expectation-focused, where connection is presence-focused. Attachment, ooh, this one's good. Attachment doesn't make room for anything outside of the shoulds, this is the way it should be. There's no room for anything else. 
Whereas connection makes room for what comes up. That's something someone's been telling me recently. Um, I've noticed a lot of emotions coming up in my in my day to day life recently. A lot of whoa, just like old stuff being you know coming out and me looking at it and not wanting to look at it and then looking at it and then crying and then being like oh, I'm crying and it's so weak and then no, it's not weak, it's strong. You know the the mental dialogue going on. And I had someone just so softly tell me, you know what? We'll make room for it. We'll make room for it. Whatever comes up, we'll make room for it. If you get anything out of this Facebook Live, please write that down. Whatever comes up, make room for it. If you go to um, a coffee shop and someone you know a familiar face and they want to say hi and you really had the stuff you wanted to work on but they want to say hi, surrender and say, make room for it. Say hi to this person. Sit down for five minutes and talk. Make room for it. If you start crying in the middle of a yoga class and it's intense, make room for it. If you start laughing at a totally inappropriate time and you're embarrassed about it, make room for it. Show up. How are you showing up? That is what connection is. It's being connected to the moment through the power of presence. Another thing to write down. <laughs> Connection is being in the moment through the power of presence. Making room for things. Making room for you. I don't know how you're going to show up tonight at the event you go to. You don't either. But make room for it. Attachment says, this is the way I'm going to show up. And I'm going to show up on time. And I'm going to show up um, beautiful. And I'm going to have no problems. I'm going to get a great night's sleep. And blah, blah, blah. You can have goals. You can have ambitions. But don't have a white knuckled grasp to it. Have like a really like, you know, it's like, here's like expectation. And then you would just kind of want to be like, okay, this is like loose grasp. This is how I envision my life to go, my relationships to go. So that you can make room for things. Um, connection comes from self-worth. It says, I deserve to have a really good day. So I'm going to be connected to the moment. Attachment says they deserve to have a really good day, so I'm going to give it to them and make sure that I give away all my energy to make sure that I show up looking like the person that they probably want me to look like. That's assumption-based. You're making assumptions that someone else needs something from you, so you neglect your own needs. Connection is really all about saying, like, say you're just you're meeting someone and you're so in your head about what they think of you, how they see you, that's coming from low self-esteem, low self-worth. And then high self-worth says, I'm enjoying this moment for me. I deserve to have a great moment. And if you don't want to have this conversation because it's not of value to you and it's hurting you and it's upsetting you, high self-worth says you can walk away because you're connected with your emotions. Connection. Attachment says, oh, I got to stay in this conversation even if they're talking about super upsetting prejudice controversial topics, but I am the daughter of this man and I need to be here. Blah, blah, blah. Connection says this isn't honoring me and my highest self. And if I want to be in my highest self, I know I'm worthy of that. And I'm going to walk away from this. Whoa. Imagine if you lived your life like that. Mm, attachment is like codependent. Whereas connection is dependent. And there's nothing wrong with dependency. That's why the world is still here. That's why we have babies, because men and women and women and women and people in general, we need each other. We were given a need of others. We were given the ability to be dependent on others. No one is 100% independent, and God, I hope you're not. 
right? I, I, I know some people who really live their lives out of independence and don't, don't need anybody, don't want anybody. And normally that comes with a struggle with their feminine, with seeing the beauty and allowing yourself to be taken care of. So I highly, highly, highly recommend you change your mindset. You do a reframe around dependency, allowing yourself to be taken care of. I have this client who's, who was super, super independent when we started working together. And we, we worked together for um, a year and a half, almost two years now. And when she was having her fourth baby, she really struggled with letting people help her, but she had a lot of medical issues for this fourth baby and really needed to rest. And so it was very humbling for her to be like, can you pick up the groceries today? Can you take the dog out to go potty? Can you, um, I don't know, help me walk up the stairs? Can you help me go to the bathroom? Like super humbling things, but that's part of being in your feminine is allowing yourself to be taken care of. Knowing that you have self-worth and you being taken care of means other people are taken care of. We sometimes think that, ah, I'm so selfish if I'm taking up space, but the people in your life love you. They love you? That means they love what makes you. If, if a good night's sleep makes you, don't be afraid to speak your needs to do what you need in order to get to bed early and to have sound sleep. Because if they love you, they love what makes you. They love your eating habits. They love your sleeping habits. They love your needs. They love your dependency. And especially for men, if you are with a man or have a man in your life, they love feeling needed. They love feeling needed. It gives them purpose. I think a lot of people struggle with understanding this concept that for a man, like the, the masculine is all about doing, accomplishing, uh, creating. I mean, not, not being creative, but like ambition, like going after. It's the pushing out. It's the sun. Think about the moon. The moon's like, mm, I'm all emotional and lovey-dovey and like nurturing. And it's like emotional health. The sun is like, like, go create, go do, go be, blah, blah, blah. Men love to do things. They love to use their hands. They love to be needed. They love to have someone that it makes them feel like someone needs them. There's so much beauty in being needed. I was talking to someone about that the other day. Just like me and this person have really needed each other recently. And we've been able to admit that and say, I need you. And, and then hearing back, I need you. Like so much beauty in that. And connection allows us to need. Attachment creates codependency. Rather than just being dependent on another, it's codependency. If you don't show up in this way, then I won't be happy. If you don't come to the party with me, then I won't go either. Dependency is, I would love your support. You know? Connection is all about, I'd love to have you there. Because I'm present about that. I feel this need in my heart that I want you available. Attachment is, you should be there. The shoulds shitting all over yourself, right? Attachment is in a rush, I find. I find attachment is really in a rush to be somewhere, do something, be something, be on time, and nothing's wrong with being on time. If anyone's gonna say that, it's gonna be me, because I am Miss OCD with my apartment, with my cleanliness, with my cooking, with my everything I do, I like to have my systems. But it's not because I'm attached to them, it's because I'm really connected to what makes me function best. I'm connected to what I want. I'm connected to my self-worth. And I know that uh, a happy Maddie is a clean Maddie and a punctual Maddie that makes me happy and connected. But I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to lose my identity if I'm not. 
And if I'm not feeling in control, I'm not going to turn a body image and controlling my food and my weight in order to get this false sense of control. I let go. I let go and I sit with it. I make room for it, right? Making room. So attachment rushes. It needs to be somewhere and it needs to be somewhere because of an if-then scenario. If I'm not there on time, then I don't know who I am. Maybe not that big of a statement, but it is very much so I need this to be this way, white-knuckled. Whereas connection is... I don't know. I, I want this. I'm going to create this. I don't know the timeline, though. It's not in a rush. Everything unfolds in divine timing. The course, uh, A Course in Miracles says those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. Those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. That was my number one quote when I was first building my business. I was certain of the outcome. The outcome would be I'd be a coach. I'd be working for myself. I'd have an online business. I'd be traveling the world. And I kept telling myself every day, I can afford to wait without anxiety. I don't have to feel anxious about it. It's got to happen. But it needs to happen its own time. And I know there are steps that I need to take here, both personally, becoming the woman I want to be for my clients, for my partner, for, for life, for strangers, for whatever. I, needed, I knew there was personal lessons I needed to learn. So I allowed it to happen in its timing as I focused on what I needed to focus on and create what I wanted to create while letting go of expectations. Whew, that was a lot. That was a lot. So my, uh, my, uh, quote, my quote that I've been saying for the past year is attached to nothing connected to everything. And this quote is, oh, it's everything to me right now. Attached to nothing connected to everything. I'm planning to get a tattoo of that somewhere. Just don't know how and don't know where, but it needs to be somewhere on my body because I want to read this every single day of my life. So that's what I'm going to leave you with. Simple quote. Uh, I feel like I covered a lot in this. I covered a lot on, um, to recap, I guess, why not? Uh, attachments, very expectation focused, not making room of any for anything. It's, it's focused on the shoulds. It's codependent and it rushes. It's very fear-based, low self-worth. Whereas connection, it requires presence. It's built off of presence. It makes room for whatever comes up and it doesn't judge it. It's love-based. It comes from a high sense of self-value and self-worth. It's dependent. You're allowed to be dependent and be connected to others. In fact, I think being able to be, be dependent creates more connection and it takes the time. It's not in a hurry. Um, yeah, it's not in a hurry. And uh, that's all I have to share for now. Thanks guys for watching. If you have any topics you're really craving for me to share, just let me know. You can either email me on the contact page on my website or you can comment here. That's it for now. I hope you'll have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. 
I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.